Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number two, six, seven, number 267. How you doing? How are you doing, you bastards? Well, folks, today is Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. And I'm and I know that roughly half of my audience is women. So to the ladies, I just want to say happy Mother's Day. I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you get good gifts. I hope the people that you do so much for let you know how much they appreciate you by giving you good gifts and then being nice to you and all of that crap. You know, to, you know, because they're going to go back to ignoring you and taking you for granted tomorrow. But hopefully today they'll do enough sucking up to you to make you feel good today, because tomorrow those losers are going to be asking you for money and asking you stupid questions. And you're going to be thinking, I wish I could squeeze you back in because you're not done yet. <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure no mother actually thought that, which is why I'm. You know, not a parent. Um, you know, <clears throat> anyway, and like I said, to the mothers out there, I hope everything's great. In fact, there's a bunch of people out there that get called mother behind their back. And I'm hoping the day is great for you, too, because well, wait a minute. They get called mother. Behind. Oh, I can't believe that mother did that. Oh, I think that's a different thing. Uh, I may have I may have misinterpreted that part of it. Well, we'll take away that part. But as far as the mothers out there who real mothers, I want to say happy Mother's Day to you. You know what I mean? Because you got to be good to your mom. Your moms, our moms have been good to us and we need to be good to them. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I just want to say that to you. Now, uh, folks. I just want to say for the record, uh, people are idiots. Yeah, I just said that. Now, when I say people are idiots, I don't want you to think that, you know, because I, I was taught by mother to be a critical thinker. OK, and my mother taught me to be a critical thinker at all times. And it's a wonderful lesson and a wonderful gift. And I will always thank her for the, the for, for, be, for, for giving me that tool. You know, think critically, which is why I tend to walk around. And if I see somebody, I walk up and then I criticize them because my mother said you got to be a critical thinker. And I think of ways to criticize people all the time. And that's what it did. That is not what she meant by being a critical thinker. Well, what, what does criticize mean to look at stuff and see what's wrong with it and then tell people that stuff, even if they don't want to hear that crap. And even if you're at the bus stop and you pull over in your car and go, hey, you're doing that wrong. But that's what she taught me. That is not what you. Oh, God, you're an idiot. I well, what, is, what did my mother mean when she told me that a long time? She taught me that as a child to be a critical thinker. What does she mean by that? Well, she meant to assess the situations in an analytical way, in an unbiased way, to grab the information and make an assessment off of facts and information and common sense. I think that's pretty much colloquially what she meant by being a critical thinker. Don't just follow the crowd and do what everyone else does. Think for yourself. Whoa. Come to think of it, my mother, my mother, always a nice person. Always was a nice person, you know, and all, you know, is a great lady, and uh, I'm glad she's my mom. She's really a cool lady. She doesn't, she, she doesn't realize how cool she is, and I try to tell her, but she, you know, but uh, 
I was always wondering, because kind of, that was kind of uncharacteristic at first. She was, a, like I said, a very nice person. And, uh, you know, I was wondering why. I was like, why is this, this, this wonderful lady wanting me to go around and criticize people viciously like that? But I figured, hey, you know, she's, you know, she always gave me good advice. So I figured if she wants me to walk around and walk up to people and say, hey, that's really dumb what you're doing, you dumb bastard. And, and that guy, I was like, because I didn't really want to do that. You know, I just wanted to let people go about their business and do what they wanted to do. But, you know, when your mother says something that you should go and uh, criticize people like this, she did not say crit. <sighs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what I thought at the time. I mean, now that you bring it up and, and corrected me, I, I realized that her, her advice actually falls in line with, um, you know, with, with her personality being a really nice person. And now that I realize that it, it's better to think critically, like like you're saying, to, to, to assess situations and, and think and analyze, you know, I mean? and it's actually it's actually healthier because, uh, you know, when you walk up to people on the street and go, hey, you're dumb and your kid's going to be dumb because you're dumb. And they, they, they beat you up, you know, and I'm going, why does my mother have me out here saying stuff that's having random people kick my ass? But, you know, she's, she's a great lady, and I, and I figured it. But, but now that I realize, you realize you were wrong and stupid? Yes, I realize that. I'll say I was wrong. I will not say that I'm stupid. No, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, well, you're going to get fired. You don't pay me. Yeah, F you. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm starting to think that that's, you know, maybe I should reassess what my father taught me. Uh, my father told me you should always be a straight shooter. And I shot 12 people, you know, and uh, I mean, I didn't kill any of them. I just kind of got a graze their arms and I'm a pretty good shot. And, uh, you know, now, yeah, I'm starting to think that maybe when he said be a straight shooter, I shouldn't drive up and shoot people in the foot. That, that You actually shot people in the foot? Well, my, well, I followed my mother's advice and then my father said, hey, be a straight shooter. And I shot people like that. I'm starting to think that he meant to be honest. Yeah, I think that's probably more what he meant. Yeah, because he's a nice guy too, and and, and 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 I don't think he didn't. He doesn't seem like a bad guy that would want when his kid going out shooting people like this. You know, my audience is growing. There's there's a pretty good chance that there's some, uh, you know, law enforcement officials in the audience. So I just want to say for the record uh, that I did not shoot anybody. That that this is a comedy routine. Yeah, I think it's a little late for that. This this might be your last episode for a while. Oh. <sighs> Maybe I should start do. Uh, well, I got news for you. <laughs> I'll just start doing this podcast from the road. You mean on the run? <laughs> You're fired. You don't pay me. Fuck you. Oh, can I just go on and do the episode that I was going to do already? You might as well get. You might as well just record the whole thing right now because I have a feeling that there's going to be a knock on the door real soon, and then you ain't going to be podcast. You're going to be doing S. Anthony says from behind bars. You would like that, wouldn't you? No, not really. I mean, I, I don't like it that much, but I don't want—I don't want you to go to jail. You don't want me to go to jail because no one else will have you on their podcast. That's isn't it? Uh, well, that—that that could be part of it. Yeah, that's right. I saw you trying to hang around the Potter and Family hashtag. You think I didn't see and find out that you were DMing my podcast friends, asking them if you could be a sidekick on their shows, punk? I didn't know you know about that. Uh. How'd you find out about that? You didn't think they would DM me back and go, who's this high voice loser trying to get on my show? And I said, don't hire that bastard because he ain't worth the money. You don't pay me. And you're still not worth not paying you.
always coming there causing problems. I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to start my damn podcast, but your punk ass is coming in here. You know, and if I didn't talk about this stuff, then people wouldn't know that I was randomly driving up and grazing people with bullets, but shooting them because I misinterpreted my father when he said to be a straight shooter. Oh, man. You're really bad at interpreting advice from people, aren't you? Yeah, not really. Oh, God. This is not the first time I misinterpreted stuff, man. It's like a... My grandfather told me, he said, you're a very talented boy. And I said, thank you, Grandpa. He says, you know, just make sure you, you know, you don't choke under pressure. And I said, I won't choke under pressure. And then there was some pressure on me, and I went out and choked some people. Oh, God, I just admitted to some more. But maybe the statute of limitations is up on that and the people that I choked because that's all that said, you under pressure. And the guy would go, yeah. And then I would walk up and choke him because my grandfather didn't want people to choke under pressure, meaning choke themselves, which means he probably wanted me to choke other people when they're under pressure. And then, and I got my ass kicked about 20 percent of the time. The other, you know, the rest, I was I actually just choked people. And they went, could you stop choking me? I said, listen, I'm doing what my grandfather says. Once again, I think I misinterpreted the advice. And I, that, that, oh. God, you're really an idiot. Uh, shut up. Oh, God. Well, I don't even want to ask this. Uh, did your grandmother give you an advice? Yeah. She, 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 she gave me advice, but uh, she actually gave some other. So she gave a. I'm not going to tell what my grandmother told me because you're going to make fun of me again. I'm just. Uh, I promise you I'm not going to make fun of you. My grandmother told me that uh, if I meet a nice lady that I should, um, I shouldn't hold myself back. I should strip myself bare in front of her. And uh, you didn't. I kind of did. What happened? Well, it was a lady I met her. She was a nice lady, and she was talking about how her old boyfriends, the people before her, would always hold things back. And then I remembered what my grandmother said, and um, I had a whole lot of first dates. Uh, but but, but that, during that time, it was a whole lot of you know one date type things. I was able to get the women on the date, but then you know they would all talk about previous boyfriends who always held stuff back, and then I remembered my grandma's advice. You mean you after the first time you did that, you, 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 what did you do? I just want you to spell it out. I said, I said, okay, listen, baby, you're with me now, and I'm the kind of guy that's going to strip himself bare in front of you. And they would smile, and I'd go, ah, oh, she really wants to see this, and then I'd, take off my drawers and then she'd go the hell is wrong with you you sick bastard and then she they would go and leave the restaurant and then um i i'll just say there's been a, on a few occasions i've been I, I know what it's like to be physically thrown out of a restaurant and then as you land on the ground to have your clothes thrown out after you and have um you know, police officers go, come on, dude, I don't even want to arrest you because I, I don't want to do the paperwork. But if I see you do this again, you're going downtown. Did you eventually go downtown? A couple times, yeah. 
I just really wanted to start out the show by saying uh, happy Mother's Day to the mothers in my audience. You know, and next thing I know, you're you're chiming in and bringing up stuff. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is this is not cool. Um, yeah, um, you did it. Yeah, you're really not helping much. <laughs> it's helping me. I got some funny stuff to tell people that aren't crazy. That I have other friends that aren't nuts and. This is some good shit. Yeah, well, the podcast will be out later on today, so by the time you get to your friends, they'll have already heard the show. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Speaking of the show, I would like to continue on with it without your high-pitched punk ass. I don't need this kind of... I don't need this kind of punishment. Yes, you do. Could you go sit over there? I'll let you know if I need you. Yeah, I'm leaving. Don't strip yourself bare. <laughs> <laughs> get, 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 get out bastard right, let me talk <clears throat> anyway folks uh, F him <laughs> back to you so mothers the mothers out there I just want to say happy mother's day to you we love you and thank you for all that you do you're the greatest okay alright and you know thanks for uh, bailing us out when we stripped and Anyway, <laughs> now, today's episode, I would like to talk about something interesting here, folks. And I would like to say for the record that I think, like I said, people are idiots, right? And I'm telling you the truth. People are idiots. I'm an idiot. And guess what? As much as I love you bastards, you're idiots also. Don't act like you're not idiots because you are. We all do idiot stuff. Now, I, was told, I wanted to talk about something that's a little embarrassing here. I mean, we'll completely ignore that first part because none of that's true. That's all a comedy sketch I wrote. <laughs> I better quickly write it down, take a picture of it, and to pretend like I wrote that and not that it was caught. It, um, next. Anyway, um, <laughs> I know that there are embarrassing things that you do that you make you feel like an idiot. I'm going to go back in time a little bit and talk about what happened when I was you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. Back then, there was a thing. There was a thing where people would, as, as guys, we would break each other's stones and tease each other. We, what we do is we trick a person into saying something and then direct it back to the genitals. You know that guy that ran for president with the name D's Nuts. Well, back in the day, those that was a running joke. D's Nuts. You would trick somebody into saying something that could be a, a double entendre. You would trick them into a phrase that could be turned sexual. You would trick them into saying specific phrases, and then you would end it with D's Nuts. For example. You'd be sitting there with a friend, right? And uh, <laughs> and you'd be sitting there and you'd be eating some hot wings or something like that. And the guy would go, man, these I thought they were going to cook the wings in the hot sauce, man. I got some hot sauce on, on these wings here. But these wings right here, they ain't got no hot sauce on them. I want to put some hot sauce on them. What'd you say? I want to put some hot sauce on them. You know what you need to do? What? You need to put some hot sauce on. These nuts. And so it would, it would, it would, and it was, and it was so, it's, as an adult, when I look back on it, it was the dumbest thing in the world. But at 11, 12, 13 years old, it is literally the funniest thing you have ever said and the funniest thing you've ever heard because you would literally do that all day to each other. Every time you had an opportunity to, you would add these nuts to the end of a saying and direct it at your friend. Your friend would laugh and go, you got me. And then you'd be waiting for him. He'd wait until you said something that was easy for, to direct back to quote these nuts and he would do it to you. Hey man, uh, 
oh man, man, I can't even pick this up. You know what you need to do? What? Pick up these nuts. You know, like <laughs> I just wouldn't. Stop. I would never smoke. You know what you need to do? What? Smoke these nuts. You know, it just it just wouldn't stop. And and then eventually we would take the nuts parts off, and you just go these. You didn't need it. Hey man, I'm coming over there. Come over to these. Hey, what time is it? Time these. And sometimes it wouldn't even make any sense. Hey, what's up? Up these. You know, you just was stupid. But at 11, 12, 13 years old, that is the fun. I'll be, let's, let's keep it real. 11 to about 19. <laughs> because I remember, I remember older kids. I'm, I'm talking, these, we thought they were cool. We were like 12, 13 years old. And the cool older kids, 17, 18, 19. Yo, man, let's go get some girls, man. Yo, know what you need to do? Get these. We like, he said these. <laughs> these. And we thought it was funny. Move forward a few decades, and as a grown man, I embarrass myself by myself. I embarrassed me, and there wasn't even anybody else there to be embarrassed in front of. On an earlier episode I talked about, it was one of my most popular episodes at that time, at that time before the audience started to get bigger. It was, a, it was an episode where I talked about how I talked under my breath and said horrible things under my breath to people when they cut me off in traffic. I was actually proud of the fact that when people cut me off in traffic, when there was someone else in the car, the only thing I would do was kind of stop the sentence long enough to, to react to the person's bad driving, and then I would continue on with the sentence. Everyone else in the car is like, that mother jumping, mother effing, mother Q and M and F and L and M and F, F, F and mother effing, Q and F and, or Chris, you dumb, you mother, ooh, you would kick your ass. And I go, hey, it's not a problem, guys, no harm, no foul. Not a big deal. Look, man, I know the person's a bad driver, but it's okay, man. We're safe, and that's what's important. And I would calm everybody else down. But that was when other people were in the car. So they would always remark, you know, as Anthony never gets mad when people cut him off. He's just so cool and calm and everything. But I realized I was just being cool, cool and calm around them. Because when you're driving in the car, it's almost like you're the host of a party, right? People get in your car. Hey, what's going on? Hey, would you like to come to the party? A.K.A. get a ride to the next destination. Why? As a black guy, could sure. Would you like? Hey, I'll hit. Hey, I'll have the DJ. <laughs> Click. You turn on the music. Everybody's dancing. Hey, reach into the part, into the, into the divider behind the seats. Oh, there's the soda in here. There's a soda for every one of you. Wow, refreshments. There's some chips in there. Oh, really, chips? Is the temperature good for everybody? It's a little cold. I'll turn up the heat. And you're the host of the party, the rolling party. And you're on your best behavior on many occasions. You're on your best behavior because when the person cuts you off, you're just worried about the passengers in your car. You're worried about the passengers in your car. You're worried about their safety and their comfort and getting them from point A to point B. You are the host of a rolling dance party. And everybody gets out. So they're thinking of me as Mr. Calm, Mr. Cool, Mr. Collected, Mr. Classy when I'm driving. But they didn't know what happened when they weren't in the car. Because when they weren't in the car, all of a sudden, Mr. Classy probably got out the car with them and left just regular old me. Because I'd be driving in the car. And I still, even when other people aren't in the car, I didn't curse and scream and make fists and finger, put up the middle finger and all of that crap. I don't do it. I still don't do it. But I did do something pretty bad. And I talk about it in an earlier episode. I don't remember which one it is, which means you bastards need to go back and listen to all my shit back to what I was saying. 
And I noticed when I went and I saw some wonderful scenery and I wanted to take the scenery off or it was something interesting on the dash cam. And I took some of the, the, the thing off and I put it on the computer just to see if I could find the footage. And all I could find and all I could hear was me saying really disgusting things under my breath to the other drivers, like over the top, like James Bond villain level shit, you know? And it was one of the episodes that people wrote back to me. That I would, that people would write back to me. That, that episode was funny. And they were like, ha, 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 LOL, LOL, all that kind of stuff. Because I think people related to the fact that you sometimes, even if you're not a cursor or a yeller, you say stuff under your breath. That's like I said, James Bond level. You drive the guy, cut you up. I hope you go home and you find that the milkman and the mailman are both banging your wife, which is really weird because they don't even have milkmen anymore. The guy just put on a milkman's outfit to get into your house, and I hope they're both nailing your wife at the same time, and I hope you find out that all the kids are actually your brother's kids, and I hope you find out that your house is on fire, and I hope when you get out the car, it blows up, and I, and all that, all that evilness underneath the breath, and I was embarrassed by that. But then I realized... Uh, that isn't the most embarrassing thing I caught on Dashcam. That was the most embarrassing thing I caught on Dashcam at that time. More recently, I found out something even more embarrassing and more disgusting that I do in the car that I wasn't even aware that I did. Do you sing to the songs that come on the radio and sometimes you don't know the words and you just sing to the parts that you know? Or maybe you don't know the words and just kind of you come in on the chorus. Applesauce. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, these are songs that I did know the words to and I knew the words backward and forth because they were songs I liked. And I realized when I checked my dash cam, even worse than cursing out people and well, not cursing out people, but wishing evilness on people that cut me off, even though I wished it under my breath really low didn't say it loud really low well it was the same thing with this and this is even worse and i'm embarrassed to admit this but because we have the relationship that we have over these past damn near four years damn it i'm telling you i'm a grown-ass man highly respected people come to me for advice and even though i wish they'd just google that shit and leave me alone but that my friends respect me and then then judging by what you guys have written to me for some reason you dopes respect i mean you wonderful people respect me <laughs> dope is, means it means goodness where i come from <laughs> i gotta edit that out <laughs> but here's the thing and this is embarrassing and i'm, I'm i don't know why i'm saying this I shouldn't say this, but damn it, I'm going to say it. I really thought, because I have some respect for myself, damn it. I really, how can I do this? Let me think here. All right, I'm going to admit it. I really thought I was actually just singing songs under my breath. The lyrics. But no, I wasn't. You know what I was actually doing? I was singing super dirty versions of songs on the radio. I didn't even realize I was doing that. Right? I'm listening to it, and at first I hear the song, and I'm all here. I'm like, oh, I don't sound, I'm no singer, but that ain't bad. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Like super duper dirty versions. I'm 48 years old, and I drive a Toyota Camry, and I'm singing filthy versions of songs that ain't filthy. <sighs> that shit's embarrassing. 
What's even more embarrassing is when you're at a bus stop doing that crap and your windows roll down and there's a whole bunch of people at the bus stop looking at you like, I'm going to call the police right now. Wait a minute. Didn't you drive up and shoot me in the foot? Did your mother tell you to do that? Did your grandmother tell you to do that? You sick bastard. Yeah, that guy. And then I peel off because I don't want anyone to know where I am. Because I mean, not that I ever did that. I never did any of the stuff that I mentioned earlier in this segment. That's a joke. <laughs> F y'all. But what I'm saying is that was embarrassing. And you know why I did that? Because I'm an idiot. Okay? And I'm no different than you. Okay? Don't act like you're not idiots also. I know damn well you do crap that's embarrassing. And you do crap that's stupid. And you know what I'm talking about. I was coming back from the supermarket. I wanted to get something to eat for breakfast. I'm coming back. There's a gigantic amount of space in this parking lot. I'm telling you, the parking lot was 80% empty. I come back to my car and some jackass parked. I don't know. Uh, what What is, he, he, you know, you know how small an atom is, right? Well, cut that in half. And that's how close this jackass was parked to the driver's side of my car. Keep in mind. The entire parking lot is empty. This is probably the kind of guy that if you're standing at a urinal, not only does he stand at the, he doesn't stand at the urinal next to you. He probably squeezes in and pisses in the urinal. You're pissing in and the bathroom's empty and he's wondering why you're looking at him like, dude, use another one. Only an idiot would do that. And I'm pretty sure that guy's a nice guy. I come back to my car and I'm about to park my, I'm getting to my car. Look at him, look at how close he's parked. And he looks at me and goes, oh, I got a little closer, didn't I? And I went, yeah, you did. You did. You really did. <laughs> you know, you're probably so close that I'm, I'm in peril of having my car hit just by you moving it to get it away from my car. <laughs> and he very slowly eased his car out of the park, eased out of the way. Took him about seven minutes to get his car away from my car without hitting my car <laughs> which means did you take that amount of time to get that close to my car you dumb bastard plenty of time for you to decide that you probably shouldn't do that you dumb bastard people are idiots idiots so what i'm saying folks is one love your mom your mom's the greatest two all that stuff that i mentioned in the first part of the segment was of course a, uh, I was, of course, joking. You were not joking. Why did you come back? Because I was, you were trying to cover up for what you just did, and you know you did it. I take and sit down. Bastard. Anyway, folks, all I'm saying is love your mothers and just realize people are morons. People are idiots. I'm an idiot. You're idiots, okay? And it's okay. Just try to make sure you, 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 you minimize your idiot moments, okay? Don't park that close to somebody's car, okay? And if your parents give you advice, make sure you pay close attention because you don't want to wind up a fugitive from the law doing your podcast from different locations because you were kind of stupid. I mean, not that the bit. <laughs> You're trying to get out of it. Well, you fucking. <laughs> anyway, folks, I just want to say that. Uh, like I said, if there's any law enforcement officers out there, I want to let you know that I'm a comedian uh, and that uh, and that uh, this uh, that that was all jokes. In fact, this isn't even S. Anthony Thomas. This is a person that he doesn't know named uh, Meth Anthony Jamas. 
And uh, he doesn't even really know that I'm taking over his podcast and that I do a perfect impression of his voice. So if this is uploaded later, I want to let you know that it's definitely not S. Anthony Thomas that committed that, that did all of that stuff. It was me, Meth Anthony Jamas. And uh, and I, I'm going to go someplace and disappear completely. And so there's no reason for you to go and arrest S. Anthony Thomas because he didn't do the stuff. I did it. Me, Meth Anthony Jamas. <laughs> That is the lamest word. That is literally the lamest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you couldn't even come up with a separate name. You just slightly changed your name. I don't know what you're talking about. You probably, I mean, as it turns out, I I probably look just like the incredibly handsome S. Anthony Thomas, but but that's, but I'm the other guy. So with the, I wonder how does S. Anthony Thomas, a person that I am not, someone who's not me, what is it? What does he say to end the segment? You, you, oh, come on, man. Just just admit what you did and they'll be lenient on you. I, just, I, I mean, I will admit what I did because I'm not S. Anthony Thomas. I will go and admit it. But if you see S. Anthony Thomas, just know that he did not do none of that crap. It was me, the guy that's not S. Anthony Thomas. And I'm not pre- I, mean, I don't really know S. Anthony that well, but I'm pretty sure he ends his uh, segments on his podcast by saying segment over. So in honor of him, who is definitely not me because he did not do any of the stuff <clears throat> I would like to say in using his exact voice uh, segment over. You know, guys, uh, it's funny how when you see certain things and it, it, it makes you think about crapping on them in more depth. I was watching one of those uh, infomercials. OK, I wasn't watching it. It was on long enough for me to go. The hell is this? And turn to the other channel. OK, I didn't turn right away because they're smart enough to put really, really good looking women in the commercial. And um, you're like, good Lord, I wish I could marry her because she has a sweet voice. She seems intelligent and she's also smoking hot to me. And they, they, but but I, don't, I don't want to buy no damn foot inserts. Get out of here with this crap. So when they were talking about the lady, I had pain in my back and I felt so sympathetic. I wish I could do it. I wish I could make the pain go away and there was nothing I could do about it. And I thought about it. And really, when you really do love somebody, and this is a good thing to talk about on Mother's Day, you know, somebody that just loves you no matter what, you know, maybe the same thing on Father's Day, you know, I shouldn't say maybe because he's putting down fathers, but, you know, parents, whatever. And I remember there was a girl that I was, I was, uh, I'm not going to get into specifics about it, but we were, uh, we were dating and we, you know, we had gotten to the point where we were regularly getting it on. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend and she had a procedure done. Not nothing life threatening, but something that was like, ow, 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 this is going to hurt for a while. I can't, you know, okay, it was on her leg. Give me a break. Okay. I can talk about that. You know, it was on her leg. She had something done and she couldn't, I had to help her around and all that kind of crap. And she was in pain all the time. And I knew I really cared about the woman because, you know, I had to help her with the bathing and stuff. And I would, and then you'd realize she was just naked and I didn't even think about banging her once. This is, I must really care about this woman. Um, and they keep, this is young me now, of course, I'm, I'm a more enlightened man. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I just would worry about the, making sure she was better. But back then it was a little different. I still make sure she was better, but I, you know, let me, let me move on because I'm making myself look bad. <laughs> F y'all. So, and I'm looking at her, she's got the pillow under the leg and I'm taking care of her and I'm making sure she gets the food and to get this, 
and everything's great and I'm good with errands for and do all this kind of stuff and I had no problem with that and every time she would move out she'd go out and stuff and it, it was really painful for her and I tried to do whatever I could and I made sure she had the medicine and all of that crap and I knew this was going to be a few weeks of this pain and it was really tough for me to see somebody that you really care about go through all of this pain even though you know it's temporary even though you know they're going to be better than they were before even though you know that you still feel really bad and you feel bad it's like I, I have never had a I haven't had any, 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 any a kid or anything, but I'm pretty sure when the husband's sitting there and the wife squeezing that baby out, he's like, yeah, he's like, good God, I wish there was something I could do, you know, but, but you know, you can't, there's nothing you could do. You just gotta, you know, support her through that. But this is kind of like that, except for the whole kid crawling out of the body thing and all of that crap. And I'm doting over her and I'm thinking, I said, though, I said, listen, because you're really doing good. Thank you for taking care of me and being so nice to me. And I said, listen, you're my lady and all of that. You know, I said, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I don't like you being in pain. I hate it. You know, I, and I'm not even kidding when I say this. If I literally could, while you were healing, just literally just take the pain from your leg and give it to me. I'm not even kidding. I would take it because I don't like you being in pain. You know, and she she smiled at me and, you know, and she, and she grabbed my shirt and gave me a kiss in the face and said, you're really a sweetheart. You know, and I meant it when I said it. I really did mean it's like I, I, I don't like you don't like seeing your woman hurt. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not anything life threatening or anything like that, you just don't like it. If your woman stubs your t her toe or, or or something like that, or she trips or something, you just don't like it because you know she's she's in pain and you hate it, right? And I and I said it. I meant it. I was, if I could take that pain out that and just take it for me, and then the six weeks I feel the pain and you don't, and you heal up, and then and then of course when you heal, the pain goes away and everything's cool. I I meant it. I really meant it when I said it. Okay, 90% of me meant it when I said it. Another 10% of me was going, <laughs> I just built up so many cool points. <laughs> when it comes time to her healing, I'm going to get, she's going to, that thing that I wanted her to cook for me, that she gets too lazy to cook, I'm getting it. I'm going to get that cooked at least three times. The first week when the doctor says you're perfectly good, I'm going to get that meal three times. <laughs> yeah, no, and also extra banging. You didn't think I was going to leave that out, did you? <laughs> you must be new. <laughs> right. But in all seriousness, I, was, I really didn't want to just pull that pain out of her knee and I would have given it to myself. And then I walked out of the room and I was going to go make some soup for her. And I slammed my foot into the table hard, so hard because I was trying to get to the soup. Cause I, I, I could smell it. I thought it was burning or something. So I run out the bedroom, you know. And a boom, and it moved the table. And you have pain that was so bad in a small area that your brain goes, you know, this is going to hurt real bad in about a half a second. And you're going, is it because you, and you want to say to your brain, since you know it's going to hurt, and since the pain signal is something that's nothing but an impulse, you know, this, you can turn off those nerves. I mean, my toe is going to hurt for about an hour. Is there any way you could turn off the nerve, the pain signal from that foot all for an hour so i mean it'll still swell up and everything for for like a day or so but is there any way you could turn off the the pain the intense part of the pain knowing that, i mean since you got enough time to tell me this is going to hurt you could do that and the brain goes nah bruh you're gonna have to feel this because you need to be more careful and i said f you brain and the brain said that's actually me saying f me to myself and i said this is the part of me that's not you and the brain says no such thing and then i said yeah because that crap hurts 
And she goes, are you okay? And she kind of, she obviously she must have sat up thinking that something was wrong. And she goes, yeah, because she sat up because she wasn't supposed to do that because her knee was messed up. So now we're both in pain. Ah. And I said, all right, she goes, okay. Because that's how we both sound because in each room we were both in intense pain. Her from the knee surgery and me from slamming my toe into the thing. And as I limped to the kitchen, I realized this hurts real bad. But what her knee hurts worse than this. And then I thought, huh. So basically her knee probably hurts about 10 times worse than this stubbed toe. And I just told her I would take that pain off of her for six weeks if I could. And now that I think about it, I'm kind of reconsidering it. I mean, I'm glad I said it and I meant it when I said it, but that was kind of an abstract thought. It was often, you know, it's a thought that goes off into the ether. But what about if it was like one of those movies where some damn genie or some person that wants to test a relationship showed up ling and all of a sudden i'm back in the bedroom with her and she's got her knee and she's going yeah and i'm going yeah girl and he goes okay i'm here to grant your wish i am now going to take the pain from my knee and give it to you it's going to hurt for about six weeks but gradually stop hurting and by the weeks uh, week six it'll just be a little stiff but there won't be any pain and a week later she'll be back to normal which means you're going to hurt real bad for six weeks or so maybe seven weeks i don't know but all i know is i'm here to take that pain off and i would have to go hold it a second jackass there's a lot of things that people say they would do just to make the person feel better Okay, make the person feel better. But when the real thing comes along, you don't want that crap, right? If somebody is standing at a gravesite because they have a relative that they love very much and grandma's dead and you're thinking, I would give anything just to have another moment with your grandma. And then a genie comes busting out of the ground and says, okay, I'll give you your grandma back. I know she's 80. I can make her live to 100. Oh, that's great. Thank you, mysterious, magical person. But you know that Porsche you just bought that you've been saving up for seven years? You're going to have to give that up. But if you give up that Porsche, you're going to you get your grandma back for 20 years. And everybody just assumes you're going to go, yay. And your grandma begins coming out of the ground. And she looks just like she did before she she died at, at 80 years old. And she's walking out of the ground. And she's like, oh, thank you, Sonny, for bringing me back. I can have 20 20 more years and I get to see your kids grow up and you see your poor start to disappear. And then you take your hand, you put it on your grandma's face and push her back, her ass back into the ground and kick some more dirt back on her. And then your poor stops dissolving and the genie goes, really, dude? And you're going, hey, everybody are. I mean, she's been dead for two years. People who've grown and gotten along and they've learned to live without her. I mean, she was already 80. Okay. Give me a break. Nobody told her to walk out in front of that bus. That was her mistake. Okay. If you're 80 years old, you know about buses and you know, you just don't step in front of a bus. I didn't, I wasn't even there, but it was, I mean, that's kind of dumb. And your grandma goes, really you bastard. And you're going, Hey, you're dead. I don't I have to, I don't have to acknowledge you. And you push her back down and you get into your your car and you drive off as the genie goes use a sick bass and you go yeah well if you were really nice you would have came along before the bus hit her and used your mag magical powers to keep her old ass on the curb so she wouldn't have got hit so don't try to make me out to be the bad guy if you were really a nice guy you would have came here and when i bought this damn Porsche, you would have came to the dealership and told me the dude added five grand on top of the price and i could have gotten this thing cheaper so fuck you genie and grandma i love you but as far as you coming back to life and me losing this car hell 
know. Bye-bye. See you next year. You won't see me because you'll be back to being dead. But just to let you know, before you go back in the ground, I will be back. Much love to you. I got to go drive my Porsche back to the story. So imagine you're sitting there and your great your woman is sitting there, my knee, and you're going, and genie comes in. Hey, you can take the pain. I would go. Now, I wonder in that situation, would you be so guilty? You know, that, that you'd actually take the pain anyway. Would you go, oh, God, I can't believe I said I'd take the pain, and now I got to take this damn pain because of this punk ass genie. Okay, that obviously that that's that, that there's no chance of that happening. But as I go to get the soup, I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know, would I really want to take the pain for six weeks? I mean, I, you know, she's the one that decided she wanted to do. She's the one up there decided to be mountain climbing. I told her don't do that shit, and she was, oh, it's gonna be okay. And then she falls down and fucks her leg up. I said, don't go mountain climbing. I said, you 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 have friends at the gym. They got mountain climbing walls all over the place. You know, and then they have that rope that you tied. And if you fall off the wall, the dude will catch the rope and he'll lower you back down and you can go up again. And you wouldn't have had to go through all of this crap. But you had to go and try to be Miss Miss Power Woman and got to crawl up them rocks. Who the hell wants to crawl up the side of a rock? What are you proving? You proving that you can crawl up the side of a rock? That ain't proving nothing. Now you're walking around with your leg fucked up. And now all of a sudden, because you decided to do something stupid, I got to take the pain. Hell no. And then, of course, the genie would go, <laughs> another relationship ruined. And then I'd stab him and he'd go, I'm a genie. I, you can't stab me. And then I'd go, oh, and then he'd set me on fire because he has superpowers and I don't. <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> but I really thought about that. We always say those things you know, to make somebody feel better, you know. When basically we just want them to shut the hell up. We want them to make them feel better and shut up, you know. I remember a girlfriend getting mad at me one time and she goes, well, you know, I care about you, but it's not like you Denzel Washington or something. And I go, yeah, well, it ain't like you're Halle Berry or something. Well, and then when we're in Denzel in good times, oh, I know that I would never leave even if Denzel Washington came up. And I'm like, I would never leave even if Halle Berry came up. And they get, get, get. But our relationship wasn't that healthy to begin with. It wasn't that relationship that wasn't healthy to begin with. And if Denzel Washington walked up there, she would have dropped my broke ass drop kick because this is a, this was a long time ago you know he was younger and i was a lot younger and i was broke off my ass and he was a millionaire and a good looking dude and i was kind of cute but he's a, a, a handsome dude she'd have drop kicked my punk ass. if i had money she wouldn't but at the time i didn't have any bread at all she would have drop kicked my punk ass out the way and i know it but she just said that crap to make me feel but i wouldn't leave even for denzel <laughs> and i said the same thing to her i would not leave even if Halle berry had just came up to me and come on man at that time our relationship wasn't going that good if Halle berry said listen you can't have a relationship with me but i'm gonna let you kiss me on the cheek once is that good enough and i'm, I'm good enough bye broad and i'd a drop kick her ass just so i can have a picture of me kissing Halle berry on the cheek and i could walk around going yes i ended a relationship that i was in for six months or two a year and then two years and all of that crap but i got to have a on the cheek of Halle Berry and I ripped that skin off my lips and it's now in this envelope that I carry around called lip skin that touched Halle Berry that was worthy of drop kicking that chick I was with out the door because this was better than being with her. <laughs> F y'all don't judge me. But I was thinking about that. You know, we, we often say things that make people feel better that we love. Oh, I take the pain. You wouldn't take that pain. You know, and I would take some of it, 
I wouldn't take all of the shit. She's the one that did the damn mountain climbing. I would take away, I would take away a nice chunk of it. I would take away enough that where 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 she would not yell when she moved. She just go ooh, you know, instead of going yeah. I would take away enough pain for her to go ugh. Yeah, I'd take enough and then I'd go, ooh, because I'd have some, that would be, no, because that would be about seven to three quarters of it. I wouldn't take three quarters of it. Like I said, she's the one that jumped on the, the, the mountain climbing stupidness. I'd take half of it. Yeah, I'd take half of it. That, that'd be about right because it would still hurt and remind her not to be an idiot and climb on mountains when you ain't good at mountain climbing, when you're going with people that are good at mountain climbing. <sighs> All right, I'm just kidding. Who was somebody I really, really loved, a woman I really, really loved. If I could take away a lot of the pain, I would. I admit it. I was just saying all that other crap just to make you laugh. But you know what I'm saying. A lot of times we say things just to make the other person feel better. But when it comes down to it, if it's somebody you're really crazy about, someone you think is really, really special, if you had an opportunity to take the pain away, you know you would. I would. So would you. But then again, if I really think about it, we wound up breaking up later on because she started getting crazy and treating me like crap, even though I doted on her one leg ass. And then when she got a the leg was healed, she started acting stupid again and being crazy. And then she that was then she cheated on me with some dude who had money, you know, and then I left. I went and found me a, a, another cute lady. And then all of a sudden she decides she wants to come back and get back with me. And when she realized when she got it on with that dude, I don't want to brag, but <laughs> she found out the hard way he wasn't me. And then all of a sudden she's like, damn, I, I can get my own money, but I got to get that guy back. And I was like, yeah, too bad, honey. That's what you get. You know, actually, that's not what I said. What I said was, um, you know, I'm with a girl right now, you know. And, uh, you know, and she's really a special girl. You know, I mean, she's a, uh, you know, I'm not going to end that relationship just because you want to come back because I don't trust you anymore. And she says, you're right. And she started walking away and I started looking at her butt and I realized I used to have access to that and it was looked real good and I wanted some more of it. And I said, hey, hey, hey. And then I said, then she turned around. And she goes, huh? And I went, no, I can't do it. And then she walked away. And I said, nah, I got to stay with the girl that I'm with now because she's a wonderful lady. And as it turns out, I had made this. I basically had dated exactly the same woman the second time. She was exactly like that last one. She didn't look like her, but she acted like her. And I realized maybe the problem was me at the time. I keep picking women that are nuts. And I know what you're thinking. Well, maybe it's you that's nuts since you keep picking the same type of women. And I would have to say to you, you're my audience, my listeners. You're supposed to be on my side. Forget all that crap. Forget about trying to look objectively at it. You're supposed to take my side because you know me and you don't know these chicks. You bastards. Take my side. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, folks. <laughs> but in the in, in all seriousness, if it's somebody that you love, even though when you, when you say those things, you actually mean them. And at that moment, when I said that to her, I really did mean it. If I could take the pain away from her knee, I really would. I would take it and I'd put it in a bottle, and I'd take it away and I'd put it on my mantle and I'd point to that bottle on the mantelpiece and go, "See, baby, that's the pain that I took from you because I didn't want you to have pain." And then I, you know, and then if she, then when she started cheating with that dude, I would take the paint out the bottle and dump it on both of them and watch them both limp down the street. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad both of your knees hurt. Fuck both of you. <laughs> I would not do that. I'm not that vindictive. <laughs> uh, but 
But my friends, hopefully this podcast helps to take away your pain as you drive to work or from work or you're working out or whatever you're doing when you listen to this podcast. I hope this podcast takes away a little of your pain because talking to you bastards takes away a little of mine. Okay, I actually don't have any pain, but I was I just said that to make you feel better. Oops. <laughs> Segment over. Well, folks, this has been another episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is me, actually S. Anthony. Um, I wasn't here for the first segment of the show. Apparently, some person who wasn't me came in and recorded a long segment of, of, to begin the show. And uh, I listened to it and I thought it was brilliant. So, you know, uh, even though it was not me, it was another person that sounds just like me. And I understand that that guy did a lot of bad stuff because he took advice badly and was too stupid to realize what was happening. Um, he and it was really, and, and the funny thing about it is I listened to the segment and I mean that guy's voice sounds so much like mine, but of course he was the person that did the bad stuff and it wasn't me, uh, you know. So, but but out of respect for his incredible work, I'm going to use that segment even though it was not me in the segment, <laughs> because the so so you know so technically like I like 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 he said, um, uh, if there were any any people out there in law enforcement who wanted to um. Uh, uh, look into the things that he admitted that he did because he's an idiot. Uh, just know that I don't know anything about him. And uh, he 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 uh, came and he erased all traces of his presence in my home. So if you were to go around looking for fingerprints from this person who I'm telling you right now did all the stuff, uh, the fingerprints would not be there. I, I think he had some kind of a, you know, uh, he studied forensics in college from what I understand, you know, from what he said as he was running past me going, I took away all traces of myself when I left. Sorry about committing those crimes and then admitting to it on your podcast in your voice. But I definitely did it and you definitely didn't do it. So I'm going to go someplace away where no one can find me. And thus they should definitely not charge you or, or investigate you in any way because I'm definitely a different person than you because I did it and you didn't. And I said, wow, that's pretty good. That was amazing that as he ran by me that he got all those words in in the two seconds between him running past me and leaving and uh and i of course did not even get a good look at him so i couldn't identify him so there's no reason for me to you know be taken downtown to, to take to a sketch artist because I, I did not see him i just heard him say those things as he ran past me out of my house after recording that first segment of the podcast that it, 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 when i wasn't here you know, I was kind of upset that he broke into my house, but the simple fact that he was because he, I'm assuming he studied forensics, he was able to get rid of every absolutely every trace of any fingerprint or DNA as he ran out and said all of that very quickly. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, I, I just want to say that since that guy uh, did that, who the guy that was definitely not me, uh, I'm even but his, his his work was so brilliant, I'm going to use it anyway. So, um, you know, and, and, and another thing that he said when he ran by, in addition to all of that stuff, which was amazing that he could actually get so many words into that 1.5 second that he spent next to me as he was running by. He also said, do me a favor to, to be I'm such a big fan of your work. Um, acknowledge just but just go about the show as if, you know, you did it even. But, but you know, and I said, OK, I'll, I'll do that. And he said, but you definitely didn't do the stuff that would get you arrested. I did that. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to leave no trace of myself. So there's no reason for anybody to, you know, go after you. And I said, thank you. Well, you know, he didn't hear it because he was so far away where I couldn't see him. <laughs> anyway, folks, thank you for uh, 
listening to this episode of the S. Anthony Says podcast, episode number 267. It was an honor to be here, even though I, that was not me in the first segment. It was the other guy who did that stuff, but that was not me. Uh, but I just want to say thank you very much for listening to the podcast. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I don't know since how I didn't, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to everybody once again. Uh, not that I said it the first time, that was the other guy, but, you know, it was said. Anyway, the, the happy Mother's Day to everybody. Uh, if you want to hear this podcast, uh, 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 even though I was not in the first segment, the other guy was. This podcast can be heard damn near everywhere. Stitcher Radio. Tune in radio, the podcast revolution network, iTunes, tune in radio, iHeartRadio, and the home base for this podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. Please rate and review this show. Please tell your friends about this show if you think they like the show. And if you, if you don't think they'll like the show, tell them about the show and then tell them if they don't like the show, you're going to sever their relationship because they have bad taste and are horrible people. <laughs> I want you to do that. If you want to contact the show and contact me for if you have any questions, comments, declarations of love, send them to this email address. Talk to S. Anthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O, my name, S. Anthony, talk to S. Anthony at gmail.com. I'm on social media. I'm on um, I'm on uh, uh, Twitter and on Twitter addresses. I have two. One for me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. One for the show specifically is at S. Anthony Says. I'm on Instagram at S. Anthony Thomas. I am on uh, Snapchat, S. Anthony Thomas one. And uh, I'm on your sister. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was five minutes ago. Now, for <laughs> uh, God, I embarrass myself again, but get used to it. Folks, much love to everybody out there. I really appreciate you listening to me. Um, you know, that other guy that definitely was not me that did the stuff that I didn't do. He did a pretty good job. I mean, he's not as good as me because definitely, you know, he's a different person than not me. So, you know, there's no reason for you know, people to <clears throat> anyway. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. And folks, it doesn't matter to me where you listen to me. It doesn't matter if you listen to me on your car, when you're in your car, when you're on a riding mower, if you're on a treadmill walking down the street. I want to thank you for allowing me to into your ears, into your mind, into your heart. Thank you for honoring me by listening to me for an hour each week, you bastards. And I'm going to say goodbye the way that I always say goodbye. And I know that according to what you say, you say it with me. And I want to say it on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you're ready. One, two, three. Three. S. Anthony.